This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Live. Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another uh, amazing episode of the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. As always, I'm your host, Tia, and I have, of course, my number one best partner for the Top 10 and our favorite resident furry, Brittany. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are it's, you just gonna come out a, there and attack me like that? It's an inside joke for everyone who's listening. I had to tease Brittany. No, but seriously, Brittany, my number one, my like, uh-huh. my don't, top don't ten partner, <laughs> my amazing co-host, <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> for like context, so it's like I stream on Twitch, and you know what? I, you know, I got these little kitty ear headphones, and well, you know, uh, sometimes with Twitch, you got to do things that set you apart a little bit, and sometimes that means uh, doing a dance with big old giant fur gloves, but I'm not a furry, I swear. So at the end of this podcast, Brittany will let everyone know where you can find her on Twitch so everyone can actually go and see this dance and be like, no, hmm, no, no, Brittany no. is a furry. <laughs> That's not necessary. That's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like calling you out like that. Anyway. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> but, yes, we have another amazing episode of the Top Ten. I'm super happy to be here, and I'm super happy for the topic that we're doing, which is the Top Ten Actors Who Deserve More Roles. Because I feel like Brittany and I, since we've been friends, it's like we always – enjoy these actors who have been in things and to us we sit there and say wow they're super talented but they may not be super well known to like the you know mainstream audience and they don't have like a lot of really maybe um mainstream roles or anything like that i mean that happens to us like all the time and it's almost rare that there's an actor that we enjoy that then gets to mainstream attention like to me i can think of john bernthal right because i feel like when i started liking john bernthal um the mainstream really didn't know him because really the only things he was truly known for was the walking dead Uh, which is like a fandom show and the Punisher, which is a fandom show. But now he's like in more mainstream stuff and people are like, even my parents know who John Berthal is. Right. And Tom Hardy became like that. Cause again, when I first like got introduced to Tom Hardy, you know, he was in a few things, but mainly wasn't a household name. But now you say Tom Hardy to most say parents or whatever, and they'll know who the hell you're talking about. You know, it's funny, it's like my mom finally started watching The Walking Dead because she kind of goes through phases of finding shows. And, you know, have you noticed that, like, these really good shows that kind of really petered out, people start re-watching them. And my older, not older, sorry, my younger brother 
was talking about The Walking Dead and saying how he had almost caught up because he knew I really liked Negan. And we were talking, he's like, what did you think of Shane? And I was like, oh, I love him. I was talking, and Mom was like, which one? And she goes, Shane's the cop guy, right? It's the other cop. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I liked him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. No, um, for those who are listening, yeah, Shane uh, from The Walking Dead did nothing wrong. <laughs> I know. Maybe a little wrong. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah, so we are doing the top 10 actors who deserve more roles. Um, I guess, you know, let's just kind of, you know, do our spiel, give the shout outs that are necessary. Well, you can kind of get right into the list. But you know, we, of course, you guys know, we have to give a massive shout out to our number ones over at Stranger Damies. Stranger Damies is a D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. They are awesome. They stream every Wednesday. We are big fans of what Dan, Anthony, and Mark are doing. Uh, so please make sure that you go check them out. Make sure that you just tell them that Brittany and Tia from the top 10 said hi and all that good stuff. And it's going to be really awesome. Like all, Geek Vibes Nation, the main Danny, all these other like great podcasts that you've probably say heard from us at the Geek Vibes Nation family are going to be at New York Comic Con. It's going to be like really cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, now that I said that, let's get right into it. Brittany, what is your number 10? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's not on your list. I'm sorry if it is, but I'm going to go with Brendan Fraser. He's not so good. I love this. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I'm going to go with Brendan Fraser because, you know, you really opened my eyes to him. You know, we're talking about the mummy. And all that good stuff. And I sit back and I think of the movies. I saw him because wasn't he George in George of the Jungle? Was he? I'm trying to remember. But either way, Georgia and Jungle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I loved him in that, and I keep thinking about it. It's always the eyes for him, right? Where I'm always like, that's how I recognize him. And when we had the Doom Patrol, and just seeing how much like we didn't even see his face, but his character held so much character just because his personality and the parts that he did play of being human. I thought he was the best part of the freaking series. But you look back and you think about all these great movies he did, and he's just gone. He's like, it's like he never existed. And it's like, you know, I I wonder if almost, you know, there's a reverse role to it. Like, people that got the recognition they deserved and then suddenly lost all of it. Um, so, so uh, sorry, I quick context, right? I had told Brittany before the show started that there may be a second during the beginning of the show that I may go ghost for a little because we ordered Domino's. And just as you were like talking about Brendan Fraser, the Domino's delivery person called. So I had to put myself on mute, answer, and then be like, Polly, go downstairs and get the Domino's. That person was probably like, why is she in such a hurry to go with the phone? What the hell? I also like, okay, side note, like, listen, I, you know, this is no tiff against delivery drivers. Like I get it, but it'd be nice if you came up to the apartment as opposed to me having to walk down 
to meet you but it's like again but it's again i don't want to be like that or anything like that it must suck and there isn't always great parking outside so it's like whatever it's just inconvenient while you're doing a podcast that's all i'm saying but but, sorry about that domino sponsor us Uh, oh my god i just like my thing with brendan was i was just like you know it's almost like the reverse like what do you do with a person that's lost all the recognition that they initially had and trying to work back to deserving more roles. So, um, I'm going to say really quickly that um, I love Brendan Fraser. Like, I think any 90s kid um, grew up on Brendan Fraser. Like, not only from the Mummy movies, George of the Jungle, freaking, like, uh, Bedazzled was another big one that he was in. I mean, Brendan Fraser um, was in... Every- Look at his filmography. He was in everything back in the 90s. So it's hard to have seen a 90s movie without seeing Brendan Fraser. And it's like, honestly, I don't know. His his roles were just like heartwarming. There wasn't any, even if it was a bad movie, like especially if you look back and you're like, that wasn't say like the best movie ever. You still just appreciate that Brendan Fraser was in it. By the way, did you ever watch Scrubs? Yes, I love Scrubs. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Was he the guy that, that like, that died? Yes, yes. Oh, the saddest episode. episode. <laughs> oh, you know, I just talked about, um, like, Seymour the dog. Did you know that they they reworked that in later series? Where they uh they they actually had where like the dog got to like live and die old with Fry in the end. Oh, Futurama, good because yeah. that was horrible. No, that episode of Scrubs broke me because I loved Brendan Fraser in that, and then for them to kill him off, and that the whole thing was Doctor Cox didn't realize that he was dead, or maybe his like you know his sadness wasn't allowing him to like uh process that brendan fraser's character was dead and like just remember that scene where he's at like uh god a cemetery right and jd's like who are you talking to and you realize that like brendan fraser's character's dead and and dr cox just kind of was talking it's too traumatic i can't deal with it (laughs) but i love it was so sad because i remember watching that like i i was uh like, my ex-husband was obsessed with Scrubs, and that was the one good thing that came out of that marriage, was actually watching <laughs> the Scrubs. But that was, like, I remember only half paying attention to that episode, but I always loved Dr. Cox because I thought he was so cool. And, you know, I always liked, like, quote-unquote bad guys, and he was, like, the perfect amount of, like, good guy, bad guy, you know? Because he wasn't really a bad guy, but you feel me. And when that I watched that, like, I, out of the corner of my eye, I realized it, my jaw dropped. Like, it took me so by surprise. God, I was like, oh, you know, it's just kind of falling around him with his, uh, what was it, his brother-in-law or? Um... Yeah, uh, so Brendan Fraser's character was Dr. Cox's brother-in-law. I believe that he was the brother of Dr. Cox's, like, ex-wife slash current wife. Because remember, they were, like, exes, but then got back together or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm depressed. Thanks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it it was really sad that Brendan Fraser kind of drifted away from, say, like the limelight because he was such a tr- uh, a treasure. 
And I think that there, I think it's GQ, but GQ did this like really fantastic. um, Yeah, it was GQ back in 2018. They did a really fantastic piece on Brendan Fraser where the reporter went and met with Brendan. And it's like this really amazing piece that talks about how Brendan Fraser, that there was a multiple of reasons why Brendan kind of walked away from the limelight. One being that, again, in the 90s, he was just like hounded to be in like every single movie, even if it wasn't like a great movie. And that really wore on him. And also, Brendan Fraser was the unfortunate victim of now that we're like monetized on YouTube, I don't want to like essay, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah he was the unfortunate victim of it and so but because it was male on male people weren't believing him and that you know that really hurt him and so he took time away from the limelight and he is getting his feet wet again and he's in this show called trust i believe i haven't watched it yet but i see the best reviews for it people are like you need to watch i love this. that he's getting back yeah yeah people are like you need to watch this this is amazing he like if you had any doubt that brendan Fraser didn't still have it he still has it and he is one of the best parts of doom patrol and the fact that he realistically is just playing a voice right there are some yes. there are some scenes where he's in person but for most of the series he's just playing the voice and the fact that he can just elicit so many emotions humor this 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 and that as a voice is just so amazing and i'm i'm sorry to keep going on and this may sound like really sappy and emotional but i'm just happy to see Brendan Fraser back <laughs> uh, no i get you you know he was you know even like having not known him as well as say like you did like growing up because you know the age difference there it's like I look back and I go I still go I still sometimes tra- randomly go do the tookie tookie thing from uh, <laughs> the jungle my favorite gift from George of the Jungle is literally like the three dudes who laugh at like you, you remember um in Georgia Jungle the girl and she had that really like annoying snobby rich boyfriend and he like falls in some elephant turd and the three guys are like now we're gonna throw our heads back and laugh and they're like okay let's do it (laughs) Uh, oh my god it's my favorite gift to this day um but yeah sorry we spent a lot of time on brendan fraser but you know what he deserves no it's fine you know what he deserves it i love brendan fraser so great uh number 10 Brittany amazing fabulous applause um uh, thank you that go let's move on to number nine and i am going to start off my five picks with an actor who i is very young in his career but from what i've seen from one show i feel that he should definitely be recognized in more roles and that is bruce langley who is Ooh who is most well-known for playing Technical Boy in American Gods. Um, Good pick. What is there to say? um, (laughs) Bruce Langley is a young, younger actor. I think there's no like definitive age online that I can find. I found like one that said he's around 27 or something like that. But 
American Gods is really his defining role and he plays technical boy in the stars show. And I thought that he really did a fantastic job. I mean, he went from being this little shit that was so annoying that you couldn't stand him to really eliciting a lot of emotions and really just rounding out this character to where you really felt for this character and saw him more as a three-dimensional character as opposed to a one-dimensional character. So I really appreciate that. And I felt that his performance alone in American Gods really warranted the idea that he should get more. And he's so young in his career. And um, like humble brag, I did get to interview him while American Gods. You were so excited. Can I tell can I tell you I think that's the most nervous I've ever been in an interview ever like ever and most of the times when I interview an actor even if I'm nervous beforehand those nerves completely dissipate after we've spoken I was nervous for at least the first half of that interview not because he not because he wasn't you know great to speak with I mean he was a fabulous interview but I think just because like I allowed my nerves to get to me I just sat there and I'm like I'm gonna fuck up right now but anyway um we had a lot of adoration for him yeah (laughs) um and really quick before I put it over to you but during our interview you know obviously he Five nations a nerdy uh establishment and i had to ask if there was any marvel or dc character he truly loved to play and he um pretty much said that he loved to uh play uh, god what's the kid guy's name hang on let me look it up i don't want to like he, wa- he said that in, say, the Marvel Universe, he loved to play Harry Osborn, which if you... Oh, remember, he'd be perfect. Which, if you remember, was originally played by James Franco in the Tobey Maguire movies. And I was like, he'd be great as it. He'd be great. I think he would, too. He, um, he has a lot of range where I feel like... You remember how... Um, I know... Uh, you may know who I'm talking about just by, like, this one little note. You know uh, the guy from Meet the Millers, the guy with the eyebrows? Yeah, all you had to do is the guy with the eyebrows. I know, I know. You know, he went from, I was like, like, not in a bad way, but I was like, man, these girls really find him hot, and I just don't get it. But then he got taken to a role where he was very, like, assertive, very, uh, like, a dominant figure in in a movie, and I was like, this guy has range. Like, I can believe him as being the bad guy, you know, because he almost played those goofy, lovable characters because, you know, he had the eyebrows that are kind of like, like, oh, he looks like he's always surprised in a way, right? Like, they're awesome. But that's how I think of uh, Bruce Langley. I'm like, you could go from, you sometimes go from being scary to super sweet to you look like you could play a serial killer. Yeah. No, seriously, I feel like he would have a lot of range. Like, he could play, you know, and, like, not for nothing, we're not going to lie, he is a really good-looking actor. So it's like, yeah, he could play, say, the pretty boy heartthrob. But as you said, he could also play a really scary, like, mass murderer or something. And, you know, I think that if he were to, say, play a character who was maybe Peter's ally but then turns into villain, that's something I feel like Bruce Langley can do easily. So I definitely would love to see Bruce Langley have more roles. Um, obviously, 
the role I really want him to have is as technical boy in season four of American Gods. But if I'm not going to get that. (laughs) You're like, this is where I would put my season four of American Gods. If I I had had it. (laughs) No, but seriously, like Kevin Feige, who is the, for those who don't know, Kevin Feige is the head of Marvel Studios. He is the godfather of everything that goes on within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just need him to, like, scoop up Bruce Langley and put him in some sort of role and... Bruce will be good. He'll be like Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. You know, Variety will be writing a a piece of, you know, Marvel casts a nobody as da-da-da. And 10 years later, everyone's going to know who the fuck Bruce Langley is. I hope you're right. I would would enjoy that. I say that because I don't know if you know, like, Variety, the big, uh, you know, (sighs) news reporting site literally wrote, you know, when they casted Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hilson, Marvel rolls the dice and casts two nobodies to head their Thor movie. And now, like, ten years later, they're two of the biggest actors in Hollywood. So, yeah. You know, funny story really quick is when I was at work, I decided to kind of listen to, like, a Tom Hiddleston, you know, talking about his career. And, you know, he started, you know, uh, just like, he was talking about the first time he ever got paid for acting and he felt like it was so cool, you know. And he said that when he got picked to, you know, that he said, you know, they wanted two unknown actors to play uh, Loki and Thor. And he said, you know, he said that him and uh, almost said Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, you know, they said that they just sat and looked at each other and were like, we are the two luckiest men in the world right now. Like out of anyone, <laughs> like this is like career starting and like how they just like, how he's been so thankful because that's really how he got as popular as he did. And he said it was just that one big break that was just massive. And now he's got a show and movies and everything else. That's kind of how I feel when they um, announced that they cast uh, Simu Liu uh, as Shang-Chi for the Shang-Chi movie, because people online were saying, Oh, I don't really know who this actor is. And I don't, I don't really I wasn't very familiar with him. I know that Me he neither. I know that he was in the show called Kim's Convenience, but besides that, I really don't know anything about him. And I was like, that's fine. I was still excited. Like I think people expected for a say a very, very, very well known actor to come out. And I'm like, no, that's so exciting that it's someone that we don't really know. Because Marvel does this. They take people that we don't really know and they make them freaking so recognizable um so i'm excited for that and because of like the whole tom hiddleston and chris hemsworth thing i feel like they really do it on purpose and i i may look too far into it but you know how else do you get a start you have to have like something that's really going to throw you into that cinematic universe but i feel like when they're they're almost doing a service to these brand new actors that have no way to really you know because for a while there it felt like it was the same actors i mean for us it's always been you know, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Leonardo freaking, DiCaprio, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, it's these same people that are always the same people in these movies or, uh, oh, there's somebody else I was thinking of. I was going to say Tom Hanks, but I love Tom Hanks, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's like you never, I feel like they're giving them a chance to actually get shown to people. 
No, exactly. So to me, I love that Marvel takes, say, chances and wants to bring in actors that maybe aren't super well known. Or and they, you know, they do the same thing with their directors. Um, the director of Eternals, Chloe Zhao, who is yes now an Oscar uh, winner, but you know maybe people aren't super familiar with her work and but that doesn't matter kevin feige's like you can direct one of our huge movies that's great and literally and this is the last thing i'll say about it um he just hired this guy um uh if i mispronounce his name i apologize but helmer bassam to direct the upcoming Blade movie, which is going to be a huge project already because, first of all, it's Blade, it's Marvel, and it stars Mahershala Ali. And I looked up this guy, Helmer Bassam. He only has two credits to his name. But clearly, Kevin Holy Fe- shit. But clearly Kevin Feige was happy enough, and he was like, you can direct Blade. So my point in being, I'm excited, and I want Marvel to scoop up Bruce Langley and make magic but anyway (laughs) do you ever have a moment where you have such like affection for uh for a person out there and you're like please don't ever let me down and that's how i feel about kevin foggy i'm like please please be one of the good ones oh man i think that way about john bernthal all the time like please don't ever there be a report comes out that's some crazy shit and everything please 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 protect John Bernthal, Chris no, Evans, Tom oh Hiddleston. <laughs> um, oh anyway, my god. I've talked for too much. Brittany, let's move on. What's your number eight? Let me see here. I think, um, you know, I'm, this is going to be kind of like an off one, but I think you'll understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. Adrian Brody. Do you, mm-hmm. when is the last time you've seen him in anything besides Luca in uh, Peaky Blinders? I feel as if Adrian Brody is one of those characters that after The Pianist, he really never, like, went back to that level. You know, it's almost like when I think of Adrian Brody, I think, you know, it's almost like he's underutilized because people don't know what to do with them. Like, when you have, like, someone that plays a role so perfectly and they really give it all they have and they really go into these acts and you look at them and you go, well, where do we put you? Because you're so intense. Like, not intense in that way, but it's almost like he's just kind of hidden away unless people really need him for... Because I loved him as Luca. I loved him. I thought he was amazing. And I've seen his other roles, and I'm like, you do such good work. I literally can't think of why any other reason why he wouldn't be in something, and he never is. I I 100% agree. Um, because all the things that he's been in... Um, I don't want to say are super small because he's been in, say, some Wes Anderson films, which are pretty popular. But besides that, I mean, you know, those are such a niche, like, sort of genre of film that realistically, he's not really been in a whole lot. You're right. You're 100% right. Yeah, I really just sat there and I was thinking about it when I was making my list. I was like, who, who out there? And I was thinking... 
you know, because there, you know, there is some picks where I'm like, okay, they've been in a couple of things, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just feel like they should, you know, be out of this one role and just go into something else. And I was sitting there and I was like, Adrian Brody hasn't been in like anything, and I, I may need to look back, but if I can't think in recent memory. Have you seen a trailer for anything where anybody's ever been like, oh my god, Adrian Brody? He's not, like, super well talked about either. I think that's a huge thing because we're so used to, say, on social media, people talking about Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, um, you know, Ricky Whittle even in the fandom community. But really, people don't often speak about Adrian Brody. It's like as if the world has forgotten that this is an Oscar winner. I mean, this is a very talented actor. No. Well, uh, he was known for so many things that that, that kind of goes into like why I feel like he's underutilized at that point because, I mean, what do you do with a character like him? Yeah. No, I agree. I 100% agree. Which was why it was so cool that he was in Peaky Blinders. I mean, you'd never expect to see... Uh, oh, I was Adrian not expecting him. <laughs> I wasn't either. I mean, I was ecstatic. I was just like, yes! Adrian Brody, hello. <laughs> when he asked Polly, like, do you want to, what was it, like, you want to dance with the devil? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was great. He was really great. Um, you know, typical Italian New Yorker. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because, you know, the mafia stuff has been really romanticized. And I get it because I even love, like, mafia AUs that people do, like, in fan I, I love it. I love it. I love it. But do you ever sit from, like, you're in being an Italian New Yorker where you're like, do you ever feel like it's overly romanticized or do you ever feel like, like, why do people care? You're like, oh, yeah, Italians are the best. I, I totally get why you'd want to be us. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, at all at all. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> not all of us are like that, you know? I mean, yeah. uh, my family is pretty Italian-American, but we're, and we definitely have, say, like, the stereotypes that are there, but not, like, overly the stereotypes. I'll give you one example, and I think he's so great. He's a huge friend of ours. Um, If you listen to this, what up, Pete? Um, He's Pete from Pete's Basement, uh, and he is often on podcasts with us for Marvel Cinematic uh, Review and for Figure It Out. He is from New York and he is so Italian American. When he talks, oh. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, this guy deserves to be part of the Sopranos or something like that. Like he's oh, all, he, he starts every single podcast with a glass of like whiskey and he like tilts and he's like, salute. And I'm like, yep, okay. That's it. Okay, <laughs> but I know. Um, I was just going to say really quick, it doesn't bother me at all, like at all, at all. Um, I You're think like, the one, we know we're cool. I think the one thing that people need to realize, like both non-Italian Americans and both Italian Americans, is that the way Italian Americans are is not at all how like the Italians from Italy are. <laughs> I think that's... Oh my God, like... there's so much shit I've seen online where <laughs> they'll be like, like an Italian, Italian person, like, trying like american italian cooking and they're like what is this and oh, i'm like the best oh no. like 
The best was there was this TikTok where it's like an Italian walks into an Italian deli in New York and the Italian's like, I'd like a sandwich with some capicola. And the guy's like, yeah, gabagool. And the guy's like, capicola. And he's like, gabagool. And he's like trying to, he's like, C-A. And he's like, yeah, G-A. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, you know, so it's like, it's there. My main point is that Italian Americans, we need to realize that we are not Italians. (laughs) Like, we're not from Italy. We are Italians, but we're not from Italy. (laughs) And it is two completely different cultures. And that's okay. Like, you should still go visit Italy like you'll never eat pizza here the same way again when you go to Italy. Nor will you eat pasta or gelato. Anyway, Tia, I don't know. we need to plan a trip to Italy. Uh, I went when I was eighteen, and I absolutely loved it. Like adored my trip to Italy um, so much, and I wish I could go back one day. I will one day, one day, when one world, day, one day when the world gets back to normal, if that ever. When the world isn't burning. Oh my god, I have to find that TikTok though. It was the funniest shit ever because it's like, I my family says like gabagool, <laughs> so it's like that's what's so funny. Uh, Brittany, for oh. you who may not know, it's a cold cut. <laughs> I, I I totally knew what it meant. Okay, I, just I, in case, I, just in case. There's there's uh, a lot of like, I, I mean, there's I'm a lot of facetious. like. Uh, I had no idea what it meant. Oh, I'm did you? Facetious. I I just like said I totally know what it means. I totally. It, it's a cold cut. It's a cold cut, like ham and shit like that. That's what it is. Yeah, you, know? you gotta remember, I'm like I'm like Fifty Shades of White over here. <laughs> I, I I'm about white bros that gets. Please, please explain it's it's just a cold cut it's like ham and prosciutto and shit like that this is why i say that as an italian american i could never give up pork or pig because literally every cold cut is made out of a fucking pig ham prosciutto pancetta fucking um capicola mortadella fucking all the other shits that i'm like forget salami all the other things that i'm forgetting right now are all made out of goddamn pig <laughs> no uh, quick just the last side though um <laughs> what got me was when i went on the cruise you know i i don't care for pork i always said if i could swear off one piece of like you know just like one animal i always said it would be pork i just do not care for it It'd be well, cow for we me. Went on, uh, I, well I, I love i love beef but i love cows as like actual animals so sometimes it's hard but on on the ship you know they had these really fancy restaurants and you go oh how fancy could they be on a cruise but they really were like like all the waiters waitresses were like strip italian they would like pronounce the names and i'd be like can i have this and they're like oh and then they'd say it so fluently i was like what the fuck like you know i'm like it sounds so good out of your mouth it sounds like garbage out of my mouth and i will tell you i had a bunch of stuff that had pork in it and I, at first I was like, God, I don't want to And I was like, Tia, it was the best pork I've ever had in my entire life. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know pork could be this good. And I just needed you to know that that, that, that they, uh, they showed me the way. I told you, I was like, you know, I couldn't ever swear off freaking um, what you would call it. I could never swear off pig. I could swear off beef, no problem, because I don't really like 
I mean, I like hamburgers, but I'm not overly into hamburgers and shit like that. So I, I feel to like... To be I- fair, Tia likes her meat uh, medium or medium well. So do you think that has to do with anything? No, I don't like that shit rare as anything. And I get it from <laughs> my... You know, I get it from my grandpa because I was over my grandparents the other day, right? And my grandma loves watching... Um, cook's country i don't know if you ever seen it or whatever but it's like i'm trying to think it's a cooking show that's all you need to know and they like made this t-bone steak and it was like really amazing on the outside it was like all seasoned and beautiful and my grandpa's like oh yeah oh yeah and then they cut it and it was like practically bleeding he's like they ruined it He's like, they fucking ruined it. Oh, my it. God. No. <laughs> and I, and I, I would have ate that so quick. And, and I felt the same way. I was just like, that's just lazy cooking. They were like, put it on the grill for two seconds. Take it off. Oh. We don't have time to cook right now. Yeah, it's funny. You say it's lazy. I'm sitting here going, it's lazier to just let it go and not watch it. No, you got you to gotta cook it. Anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is not a food. I'm going to fight you, Tia. I'm going to fight you. See what talking about Adrian Brody leads us to? Um, but yeah. Oh, my gosh. Adrian Brody, number eight. Great. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I'll get number seven, uh, and I'm going to do Gustav Skarsgård because he Ooh. is... He's the Skarsgård brother that gets forgotten about. Um, Freaking, you know, you have Alexander Skarsgård, who obviously is like this heartthrob, and everyone fell in love with him in uh, True Blood and shit like that. And he had, you know, obviously True Blood was a huge success. And so people loved it, I feel like, primarily because of freaking Alexander Skarsgård. So, okay, you got that Skarsgård well-known. Then you got their father, Stellan Skarsgård, who's super well-known. And then Bill Skarsgård played Pennywise, and everyone's fawning over him. And it's like, great, all the Skarsgårds deserve their recognition. Where is the love for Gustav? Like, I love I love his name. Gustav, first of all, was in Vikings, which was a really po- like popular show. Maybe didn't have the mainstream love like True Blood did, but still, like, you know... And he was in Westworld, he was in Cursed, and I was really excited for him to be in Cursed because I sat there and said, like, oh, it's a Netflix show, like, finally people will recognize him, and of course, again, because no no show that I love can ever not be canceled, it was canceled. Um, I didn't know it got canceled! It got canceled! It got canceled! Recently, last week, they announced it. Those bastards. Oh, Tia. <laughs> Everything you love dies. Exactly. Holy shit. I just should never watch shows again because maybe they'll actually you stay get away renewed. from my shows. <laughs> my point is saying, like, Gustav Skarsgård is a really talented actor who, first of all, I think would play an amazing Joker. Um, and I just think he's, like, super talented, and I don't know why the main public doesn't recognize him as much. And I do think that there is a degree of, there's been interviews where Gustav has said that he enjoys like the indie projects 
So it, you know, it could very well be his choice that he's doing a lot of things under the radar, but I just feel like he deserves more roles, especially more like well-known roles and bigger projects because like if people knew if they were like oh my god another scars guard i feel like the population would eat that up because we love the scars guards we love them here i was gonna say we love the families too have you noticed how people get obsessed with like a whole family that can do that shit holy shit the scars guards the hemsworths like we love like actor families we eat that shit you know, sevens have a brother yeah, Chris, uh, the Evans. <laughs> By the way, I would hate to be Chris Evans' brother because how would you know, like, when a girl dates you, they're like, oh, but can I meet your brother? And it's like, you just always have that constant worry in the back of your head. I mean, listen, like, both families are just, like, actually all the families, those genes in all those families are doing super well with each other. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You, you picking up what I'm putting down, but right, like, doesn't Gustav Skarsgård deserve to have more roles? He does, because it's like, I can only think of a couple things he's been in, but he's always so good. Like, Westworld. Yeah, I really liked him in Westworld. And the thing is, is that when they um, teased it on, like, when they had the trailer for season two of Westworld, I really thought that um, Gustav Skarsgård was going to be in it more, and he really wasn't. And I was really disappointed by that. But I did enjoy, like, what he was in. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like when you can kind of appreciate those small parts. But do you ever feel like sometimes you're like, do you ever want, like, a full-on movie so bad of a person because they're so good at what they do, but then they always end up in, like, a mediocre film, and you're like, look what they did. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> That's how I feel about Scoot McNary. Like, I think Scoot McNary is such a phenomenal actor. I think that he brings his A-game to every role that he's in, whether he's, like, in it for two seconds or the whole entire project. But it's, for some reason, when he's, like, one of the main characters in a movie, it's always a shitty movie. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> why? why? Look, I just still think it's, sorry, I was thinking of uh, the uh, the Godfather references. Don't mind me. <laughs> Look at how they massacred my boy. All I think is, I'm thinking of the cotton balls that were in his mouth. Oh, Yeah. For those who don't know, fun fact, uh, Marlon Brando, who, you know, played the Godfather in The Godfather, uh, got his, you know, famous speech and, you know, jaw movement and all that by putting essentially cotton balls in his cheeks. His jowls. <laughs> Marlon Brando, man. That that was a man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, yeah. Gustav Skarsgård, I 10-10 recommend for more roles, definitely. Uh, Brittany, what's your number six? Let me see here. Who did you sound like right there? You reminded me of someone when you said that. I don't know who I was trying to be. I was just like doing things you're being yourself i was being myself living you go okay i got i got one for you uh-huh i'm gonna go with Corey stall i'm sorry yes you know i agree 
Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm sorry if he was on your list. I was looking back at Corey. So we do know he's going to be in the precursor to the Soprano, the yes. Sopranos. But I, every time, Tia, how many times have we been so excited? Because we're like, oh, Corey Stoll's in this thing. He shows up for five seconds, Tia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five seconds. I can't think of a single, like, I, you know, when he was the uh, yellow jacket, right? Mm-hmm. How many times do we even see him in the actual movie? Just enough to go, oh, look, there's a bad guy. And he's dead. Meanwhile, I thought that he was such a compelling bad guy, like so so underrated when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like as far as bad guys go. He was really good. It's just like, you know, his backstory is set because that like basically he was raised by like um oh what's his name? He wasn't raised by Hank. Not Pan. raised, he- but like he was like his. He always wanted to impress him. He was like his understudy, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, though. Sorry, that's not. But no, it's like you know he wanted his like his. I wouldn't say adoration, but he wanted to feel like he was impressing him, and nothing he did ever did that for him. And it's like that kind of drove him to madness. It's kind of like I sometimes like villains that are created from the heroes. Like, just being a shitty person. Not none that, like, I will say, like, you know, with Black Widow's thing was a little bit different, a little more understandable, no spoilers. But it's like, with him, it was like, oh, he's just actually fucking really shitty. Yeah, I just, I do wish that he was given more roles because, all right, he, I'm, I have his Wikipedia in front of me, and I'm gonna point out, like, the few projects of his that, and okay. He's a good actor, but I feel a lot of times the script and the role that he's given don't allow for him to really stretch his legs. So I'm going to just name off the ones where I feel like he was able to stretch his legs. And that's obviously the Ant-Man movie. I liked him in dark places, even though the role was very small. Um, And that's it. Uh, oh, and House of Cards. House of Cards, he was oh, really good. Shit. But he's been in things, but the as you said, the roles are so small, or they don't really allow him to do anything. Because if you look at his... They give him stereotypical bad guy. They literally, they're like, oh, he's got a bald head? He must be a bad guy. <laughs> or they give him, like, no real personality. He was in this one show that from 2020 that I actually really enjoyed. I gave it a very good rating on my review, but it was called Baghdad Central. And he's in six episodes, but literally there's no character in it at all. But I will tell you, can I tell you, can I rant for a second? My most infuriating. So um, the only reason why I bothered watching Netflix is Ratched or Ratchet, sorry. The only reason why I bothered watching Netflix's Ratchet was because Corey Soul was supposed to be in it. And his character was in it for like two episodes, got killed off in such a gross way. And I was just so mad at it. I was like, and now I got to watch the rest of this shitty fucking show. <laughs> did you feel like whenever, um, did you feel like it was like in the first uh suicide squad when they really like marketed uh the joker and the joker only showed up for like a second and they're like <laughs> i literally only showed up to this movie for this motherfucker i was Which, just yeah, like we, I what i mean 
I was like, I only fucking showed up to Ratchet because Corey Stoll was supposed to be in it. And it was like, again, you could have just got the, you know what the problem is? They, whoever his agent is sucks because he's getting these roles that you literally could put anyone in because they don't matter. And it's like, you have Corey Stoll. I think he's a good actor. Give him better roles. Yeah, like I, he has, he does have the acting shops where he just needs the chance. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent, one hundred. He, I do hope that we get to see at least a significant amount of him in the Sopranos prequel. Um, I, I mean, thought in the trailer that we were going to get five seconds of John Bernthal and five seconds of Corey Stoll. Yeah, I know. Oh my god damn it. Which is good. Okay, confession time. I never watched a single episode of The Sopranos. So it's like, Same. so it's not like I'm attached to the story or the characters. I'm literally just going to show up for John Bernthal and Corey Stoll. <laughs> I know. When the movie come out anyways? Mm-hmm. I don't see anything definitive here. Uh, Is it kind of just up in the air? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. It was rescheduled to October 1st of 2021. October 1st of 2020. I can wait. Wait, wait, wait. October 1st? Tia, we could hold off. We can watch it when I come to New York. We can because not only is it releasing in theaters, it's also releasing on HBO Max, and I have HBO Max, and we can watch it on HBO Max on my nice new 50-inch TV. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel like we always got to watch a movie whenever we go there. We do. When I go there. Well, next time I come to Arkansas, we'll also see a movie. We'll have to see what's playing whenever I come because I do plan. On coming to Arkansas at some point. You better. I will, girl. I will. Um, what you calls it? So yeah. Um, great job, Corey Stoll. Uh, I'm gonna go with number five, and I'm going. Let me look at my list really quick. <sighs> I am going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stephen Ogg. <laughs> oh, you, you, ooh, oh, that one's good. That's really good. He's like in nothing, and he's so good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really like Stephen Ogg. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, Stephen Ogg is probably most well known for his roles in The Walking Dead as Simon. And playing the voice and motion capture of Trevor in GTA 5. And as you all know, I have been obsessed with GTA lately for the past few months. But even when The Walking Dead first came out, um, I know everyone was like super obsessed with Negan. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But who's this Simon? <laughs> Simon? You're going to get yourself onto a Simon kick, too. Oh, 100%. But I just, I like his his this actor um and a lot of his roles are the crazy guy which is fine i think there was an interview with him where they asked him like you know how do you feel about constantly playing the unhinged crazy guy are you afraid of getting stereotyped and he's like you know as long as i keep paying the bills which is like i respect that i respect that hustle so much (laughs) like i get what people like i want to stretch my wings you know i want these roles i'm like 
but you're eating and that's what you want you want to act and i get i get it i get it but but but, but that's be like happy. Um, that's like i'll give this example and this is like no shade at all because i think she is a phenomenal actress and what she has done in this single role in the past 20 years is probably more than like what a lot of actors and actresses do with various roles but mariska hargitay who plays olivia benson like yeah She's been literally playing Olivia Benson for the past 20 years, right? She's just been playing this cop. And it's like, who cares? She has steady work and she's eaten. (laughs) And I was like, I can go. She's like ready for a different one. But I'm also like, for me, I guess it's when the people are like, like legitimately upset about it. And you're like, but, but, but you're you got like the, the 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 golden gig i would say this one thing this this is shade actually this is 100 shade um and i know he's back now but when christopher maloney first left svu like 10 years ago and it was one of those things where he was like you know i know that there was this huge thing with money and and the contract and uh, you know negotiations x y and z And then I think he left with the intentions of, oh, well, I'll stretch my legs and I'll get work elsewhere. And if you looked at Christopher Maloney's career for the past 10 years before he came back to Law & Order, it really wasn't the greatest career. So he wasn't eating good. I'm just saying if someone gave me a role and it's like here for the next 20 years, you play this one role, but you're going to get paid really well you're going to be able to support you and your family and you know that you're going to have a steady income i'd be like that's cool that's great i love this let's do it (laughs) i think i'm doing the the actual filming it's like you do have time to go home yeah exactly so my point is like you know Stephen Ogg may always play like quote-unquote the crazy guy so when I'm saying he should get more roles I'm not saying like oh he should get like more different roles I just want to see him in more <laughs> like who doesn't need he plays a great bad guy he plays a great bad guy and he seems to have fun with it he seems not to be bothered by being quote-unquote typecasted so I'm like I love it I will say that I he I do know he's in the show Snowpiercer and I have to give it a chance. I've just been really hesitant because I watched the first episode and it really doesn't feel anything like the movie. And I'm like, if you're gonna make a show, I feel like it has to feel like the movie. So yeah. um, that's been my hesitation in really committing to it, but I may have to just for Stephen Ogg. <laughs> I'm going to say to you, you, I've watched you watch the hell out of things just because there was one character in it. I'm sure you could do it for for Stephen Ogg. I know, I know. I just want to see him in more since um, his character was killed off on The Walking Dead. and I don't think he got he... killed off by the best character that's ever existed, Tia. Oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> You know, his character was killed off on The Walking Dead. I believe his character either was killed off or just not returning in Westworld. So it's like, I just want to see him in more. Like, even if he literally is legitimately playing the same sort of character that he plays in everything, that's fine. It's entertaining as hell for me to watch. So that's just all I want to see. Um, And I heard this thing that apparently they were, you know, doing more story 
for GTA five, like adding more story. And I'm like, more Trevor, more Trevor. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And they have put GTA five on every system. Like you might as well just go ahead and like add more to it. Yeah, I think it was on PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. It's been on everything. <laughs> They're doing it like they do Skyrim. They're like, by the way, guys, we have this new exciting announcement. You can now play Skyrim on your toilet. Here you go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny, like, seeing people who sit there and, you know, like, for me, I do want a GTA 6, but... I know it's going to be different characters and I really like the characters we have. So when they're saying, Oh, there's going to be more story added to say the story mode of GTA five, I'm sitting there going, that's so exciting. And I see all these people uh, uh, who are like, Oh, who cares about that? Give me GTA six. And I'm like, Oh, I care. (laughs) I care. I care. They're like, who cares? And you just shakily raise your hand and you're like, ah, I do. I care. But yeah, so Stephen Ogg, I'd love to see in more just because, I don't know, every time he's on screen, it's a trip. Like, and that's the thing. I know we were talking about with Corey Stoll where we're saying, you know, we'd love for him to have like more substance. And that's not saying that, say, Stephen Ogg probably couldn't get to that. I've never seen him. But maybe he could, you know, actors should be given a chance if they want to. But again, it's like, I'm fine with just Stephen Ogg playing the, like, the same old fucking guy that he's played every single time. Because it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like he always has fun in the characters that he's playing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I like when people have fun. You want to know that people care. I mean, hell, you're paying, like, what, to see a movie? Like, $15 to go see a movie. You'd like to see that they at least, like, gave a shit while they were doing it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so that's my number five is Stephen Ogg. Brittany, what is your number four? Let me see here. I'm trying to think. Well, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and go with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. (laughs) We're just, wait, don't we do this like every time one of us does a Walking Dead and then the other one puts another Walking Dead on the list? I couldn't help it. He actually was on my list, but I was like, you know what's a good time to use him? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And my reasoning is, is that he keeps, like, being used, but he gets keep u- being used for, like, little tiny baby roles. Like, Negan, to me, is his first giant role. Like, I know he was super popular in Grey's Anatomy. I am too young to really remember Grey's Anatomy. But, because I, you know, you don't care about that shit when you're a kid. You're like, I don't want to watch these people dying in a hospital and everybody fucking. I just want to, like, I don't know. I want to watch, watch Little Bear or Franklin or some shit. I want to watch Barney. God damn it. <laughs> All right. But, you know, I, he was in that. You know, we did see The Resident, which was really good, but also really cheesy. It was very, you know, it's like not cheesy, but it just went on forever. That ending scene, I'll never forget it. But, you know, he keeps, or, you know, playing, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, is it Bruce? No, not Bruce Wayne. Why did I say Bruce Wayne? What's his father's name? Thomas Wayne. 
Thomas Wayne. You know, we saw him for five seconds in that role, which I think he would make a great alternate universe Batman, where his, you know, where the father is the actual Batman and everything, and he does use guns because he'd basically be the comedian just without the laughter or, or you know, the comedy. <laughs> which in that, did you know that the uh, mother becomes the Joker in that AU? I did, yes, which is pretty trippy. Right, right, that, like, it made her go insane watching Bruce die. But, you know, I just think it's really interesting, and I'm like, he's so versatile, like, he makes a good, like, romantic character where he's very soft, you know, and he's been in romantic comedies, or, you know, but he also, as he's shown, he plays an awesome, awesome scary guy, but... I keep feeling like he gets used for five seconds in films. And people be like, oh, well, he was still in on Like, yeah, but he wasn't like, it wasn't just a movie just completely, you know what I mean? It's not just him. It's always him being kind of like the side character in even his own movie. So that's why I, like, I love, though, that Negan has kind of taken over uh, The Walking Dead. Like, I love Negan. I still love Negan. I think he's the best character that's existed on that show besides Shane. But... I think he kind of ruined The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, but no. That's just because he killed Stephen Ogg and Abe and, uh, and Glenn. Glenn. Gl- How could you forget about Glenn? Jesus Christ. I didn't. I was saying Glenn. Glenn. I was right in the middle of saying Glenn. Maggie, oh, find you. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I listen. I feel as like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is one of those actors where it's like, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but, like, always on the cusp of becoming, say, a household name, he's in these, like, roles that are super memorable, say, with Grey's Anatomy, um, and then with either the comedian or Thomas Wayne or Negan, but then he only becomes known for, say, those things. Say, I'll I'll give it a quick example. I think, um, what you want to call it, when... I mentioned like Jeffrey Dean Morgan or something. My mom was like, who? And then I showed a picture and she's like, oh yeah, the guy from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, what's he been doing since then? And it's like a lot, like he's been in things. (laughs) So, I mean, or if he's known for Thomas Wayne, it's maybe people sit there and they don't look at the rest of his portfolio or they don't look at the rest of his portfolio when he's playing Negan. And it's like, you know, these actors, it's great when you discover them, but you should go back and look at other stuff of theirs, and they should be getting other things as well. Yeah, and it's like, I just want, I don't know, and also I'm greedy. I just want more to you. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about Stephen Ogg. I'm like, yeah, I know he works, but I want to see more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, no, I 100% agree. I'd like to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan in more. Um, I'm super curious to see what his career is going to be like once The Walking Dead ends, because the upcoming 11th season is its last season. So what happens to J.D. Morgan's career now? I hope there's more. I need more, Gia. I heard a rumor a while ago. Um, You know how Jensen Ackles is playing Soldier Boy in season three of The Boys? There was a rumor that apparently they wanted to bring Jeffrey Dean Morgan in, but they couldn't for season three 
because of his obligations to the walking dead and it's like well oh, I remember it's like maybe once the walking dead is over we can see jeffrey dean morgan and the boys that would be exciting that would be amazing. I think he'd be great. We've seen how he's played. He's played one of the greatest, like, like scary kind of, like, hero, anti-heroes that we've seen as the comedian. People love the comedian. Yeah, even though he's a, I was going to say, is the comedian, like, a hero or a villain or an anti-hero? He's a, he, okay, so he's, like, technically a hero because he was part of, like, the Watchmen but mm-hmm. the problem was is that um, he did really fucked up, like, you know, like, raping someone in Vietnam. He killed, like, a pregnant woman. You know, he did all these things. He tried to rape that one lady, you know, and, you know, he's so scared. But I think it was, like, also, too, like, I, I and I'm trying to think if, like, in some reiterations, like, you know, he just got really fucked up from being in the war and all this other stuff, which doesn't make it right. But, like, what people explain, like... I think at one point he truly maybe was a hero and then just kind of fell to the darkness. Mm. He was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> he was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> no, I love it. I agree. Definitely we need more Jeffrey Dean Morgan now. Now. ASAP. I know. ASAP. Um, but let's move on uh, to number three. And I am going to do uh, actually, it's so funny that we were talking about the show Brave New World before we went on. I'm going to say Harry Lloyd. Um, I, you know, Harry Lloyd, who played Bernard, who also played Viserys in Game of Thrones. I think Ooh. that he deserves more roles. Um, Her- so I've seen a couple of things that Harry Lloyd is in, right? Namely, Game of Thrones, Brave New World. But I've also seen a couple of his movies. And this guy can act. This guy can act, like, really well. Um, To me, he reminds me of another Tom Hiddleston. You know, that same sort of facial expressions and acting range. Like, this guy can act. But he is definitely not a household name. Um, And, you know... It's like his his roles or maybe the projects that he's in are sometimes short-lived. I mean, obviously he plays an absolutely abhorrent character in Game of Thrones, so he doesn't last for very long. And Brave New World was canceled after one season, so you don't get to see him a whole lot. But I think Harry Lloyd definitely deserves his like time to shine. Let's say, because besides those two roles, I don't think I've seen him in anything. And I think he did, you know, phenomenal in the ones that he did play. Yeah, I mean, like, there was this other show that he was in called Counterpart. Um, and I think it ran for, like, three seasons. And I tried watching it on Amazon Prime. And he did well in it. But to be honest, the show I felt was a little boring. So I didn't, um, like, continue with it. My main point is, like, Harry Lloyd really hasn't had his role that's, like, super memorable. Because it's, like, while Game of Thrones is a really huge show, it's, like, you just know Viserys. And you're, like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. So it kind of gives you this, like, sense of, like, oh, I don't want to watch anything that he's in. And it's, like, you know, separate the actor from the role. It's, like, um... (laughs) 
didn't you say the guy who played Joffrey got really like bad backlash in his real life? Yeah, like I was gonna say, he got he still gets like death threats from people, like still gets a lot of shit for what he played. Which is absolutely ridiculous, honestly. So it's like, I think that people don't bother looking up the actor because they sat there and saw the role and they said, oh, you know, this guy's such a slime ball." But me, loving the bad characters, I sat there and said, oh, this guy played like this really like, uh, you know, reprehensible like character. I wonder what else he's been in. And that's where that went from <laughs> and you're like and there we go there, there we, we go. go he's playing another phenomenal character i just think that Harry, bad. i just think harry lloyd deserves more recognition when brave new world came out i was super excited because i sat there and said oh harry lloyd can get more recognition uh barely anyone watched brave new world um it got canceled by peacock and really good though i wonder if people are gonna look back at it and go oh you know you know uh very like become a cult classic at some point well i liked it because i thought it broke the mold i mean it wasn't anything i had ever seen in a show i mean it was super sci-fi it touched upon classism and the whole uh you know, question of free will and, you know, what is sacrificed in order to achieve a quote-unquote perfect society, you know? But, of course, when it came out, everyone has to flock to the typical heartthrob who was the other guy, and I'm like, you know, Harry Floyd deserves some love in this freaking series. No, I agree. I agree. You know, because I you think besides those, t- you know, I I don't know if you've seen anything else with them, which I'm sure you have. It's like, I really, sorry, it's like, I, I think it's like lightning crazy outside and it distracted me. I was oh, like, shit. oh no, what's going on? Either somebody's having like a rave party out there or it's storming. <laughs> but sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, but, um, I lost my train of thought. I just say I really like the roles that I did see him in because for me, I didn't even know. By the way, I didn't even know they was the same person at first, like him uh, from Game of Thrones to uh, Brave New World. I was like, is this the same person? But that's what I love when I, when an actor can play characters that are so unrecognizable from each other. To me, that's a really great sign of someone having range. You know. By the way. Really quick, so I, I don't want to get any flack for this because people might be like, oh, Harry Lloyd has had some, like, pretty good roles because I don't know if you know this, but Harry Lloyd in the third season of Legion played a young Professor X. And it's like, okay, great. like What? Played, and I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. He played Professor X, but no one talks about Legion anymore. I know it was big when it came out, but ever since um disney bought fox everyone has kind of sort of forgotten about any show that ever existed prior to the disney plus shows so it's like they're like it's not canon it can't exist in our world yes even though spoiler alert loki just uh created the multiverse so you know everything is canon (laughs) it exists um Anyway. Wait, 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 so this is Loki's fault? It's all Loki's fault. He created That's the multiverse. Fucker. 
he created the multiverse <laughs> by well technically the show loki created the the multiverse the real person who created the multiverse did you really call it the loki verse the loki verse the real person who created the multiverse was sylvie uh lady loki so but still loki loki still still created my brain's getting blown over here yeah the multiverse is created and it was created in the loki show it is canon it happened so shit gonna get wild (laughs) You're gonna get what you know what fair enough fair enough but i i really need to watch it i've just been lazy but i will say uh one of the guys that work uh the very first uh marvel movie he watched was black widow and my boss was like you haven't seen any of the marvel movies and he was like okay every friday we're gonna watch a marvel movie and i was like that's kind of a badass job when they're like hey let's watch a marvel movie except right at the end he hadn't seen any of it and he was so attached and then it's the part where I got no. Natasha. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, she no. <laughs> didn't know. No, you didn't know. And I sat there and I just laughed and laughed at his sorrow. I mean, to be fair, I was really sad. Um, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Black Widow yet. This is, I mean, everyone knows, like, Natasha's dead if you saw Endgame but um, at the end of Black Widow when Yelena was at the grave and she whistles and I was like please whistle back please whistle back I know back. I thought they would, they would have done like a multiverse thing where it's like she whistled back I would have shit to you I would have literally just pooped <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have done that but oh my gosh but I definitely would have free. I was just sitting there, and then you're like, "Oh wait, that's right, she's dead." Fuck. <laughs> no more resurrections. I don't appreciate that. All right. Well, you know what? Now that there's a mul- an official multiverse, uh, there is a universe where Natasha lives, so it's canon. Yeah, but I hate this one. Stop it. Stop it. Stop, um, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, let's move on to number two. Brittany, what do you got for us? This going to be my final one. I'm going to go with... Uh, 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 okay. I am going to go with Jensen Ackles. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Wait. That's a good Because one. what is the last thing you've ever seen him in, Tia? What is the last thing you've ever seen him in? Supernatural. What besides Supernatural? What have you seen him in? I couldn't even tell you. I Uh, couldn't even say it either. I know he's been in something else. This man, like, by the way, I like him so much better than the guy that plays Sam. And I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just really like Jensen Ackles (laughs) a lot more. And I always preferred him in the show because he did kind of was always the main character. I know they were both the main character. And I know somebody's going to come for me and be like, oh, what do you mean? You know, they were brothers. I'm like, yeah, but everything everybody's resolved around. I gotta save Sammy. Sammy's gotten himself into trouble. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I get it. I'm here for you. I understand. But Jensen Eccles is like, that show would have been nothing without him. Nothing. I know it wouldn't have been nothing without the other two. But but I just, I want to see him play Red Hood. I want to see him in The Boys. I want 
there's so many things I want to see him in because I think he has the range to do it. And he is a case of one of those actors that I think truly deserves to get out of his typecasting to play something else. Because remember when Demon Sam came around? I mean, Demon, sorry, Demon Dean. So it's and so we sat there. I don't mean to interrupt you. It's so funny you say this. Brittany, you and I are cosmically aligned. Um, I know. I literally just put out an article on geekfivesnation.com. I'll link it down below. Um, <laughs> that, and it's literally going why I'm still upset that they dropped the ball on Demon Dean. <laughs> Bro, that, no kidding. No joke. Like, I feel like that was such a waste of because we were all excited. We were, mm-hmm. we were like, oh my god. I mean, they killed off every uh, female interest in this show, so why not, you know, kill the rest of our hopes and dreams at this point? Very fair. Very fair. No, I... It's so funny, because I used to really like the character Sam, and as it kept going, I was like, yo, you annoying. Like, really annoying. Um, <laughs> he, I, he was like the... Always like... It's something about being the older the older child, where you just... you You're like... I just don't like the younger child in the show. I don't like the baby sibling. Never yeah. have, never will. Well, because, <laughs> because Dean always had to sacrifice his own happiness to ensure that Sam was okay and he was happy and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if you know how the freaking show ended. And forewarned, I stopped watching after season 11. I never watched the series finale. So this is all really just based on the Twitter outrage that I saw, but apparently Dean dies of like freaking like what's it called? Like tetanus or something. Like he he gets infected. What? By... <sighs> apparently Dean like gets injured on a rusty nail and it infects him and kills him. And Dean dies, and then Sam is just allowed to like live his life to old age and get married to kids. And I'm what? like, that's what? outrageous. Wait, no, 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 no. Let's see, name death. <laughs> Let's look at Everyone, please uh, be patient while we while we watch this. Uh, I what the what what. Let's see. Dean was impaled on a nail, and the result, he died in his brother. A nail? A nail. A nail. Dean, Dean Winchester, who has survived hell, who has a million times, who's been stabbed a million times, has literally gone up against Lucifer, God, the darkness. He got turned into a vampire. He dies by freaking a rusty nail. I'm going to go literally throw up now. Thank you. Thank you, Tia. Yeah, the disrespect that that uh, they did to Dean is so You come wrong. to me and you disrespect me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Oh my god. Wait, why the hell is it? Wait, why are you doing that? I only asked that because I was just watching an H3H3 podcast and he too was doing a Godfather impression and he's like, you just I don't know. The, the talking about like Italian shit the earlier got me in the mood for it and you um, I will never you disrespect me on the day of my daddy's wedding. You I, don't, to, I think it's like you come, you come to me, but I still just want to use the disrespect. You come to me Telling me that 
Teen Winchester died by Rusty Nail. Rusty Nail. On the day of my daughter's wedding. It's so dumb. So yeah, for that alone, Jensen Ackles deserves more roles. And also, like, he did a really great job throughout all of Supernatural, and I think he's done really well in other shows, like, in other projects, even if, say, they're not as big. Um, I'm super excited for him and the boys. But yeah, I mean, he deserves to branch out. I feel like, in general, Supernatural was always really hesitant in just letting him go wild right because dean always had to be the more reserved one whereas you know sam was possessed by demons angels this 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 he was soulless so jared Pedalecki got a lot of opportunities to play around with sam whereas dean literally didn't so it's like that's why the whole demon dean shit was so cool and then they kill him off. Well, not kill him off, but they get rid of Demon Dean like three episodes in. Disrespectful. I did the disrespect. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then my Benny. Uh, look at the good my boy. <laughs> look at the Mexican my boy. <laughs> Why are we so dumb? Dia, help me. Help me stop. Now I want to go watch The Godfather. You want to watch you, The Godfather when I come in October? Have you ever watched The Godfather? Have we talked about this? I watched the first one. I've not seen okay. the second one. No, that's okay. I nearly fell asleep the first time as a kid because I was like, what the fuck is this? But as an adult, I can appreciate it. Can I tell you really quick before we move on to our last one? To me, one of the funniest Family Guy episodes. And I haven't like watched Family Guy in a really long time. But there was this one, you know how Family Guy always has the cutaway things, right? Oh, this is as bad as X, Y, and Z. And then it like goes to a cutaway and everything. And it was like, yeah, yeah. and it was something along the lines of, oh no, what was it? Anyway, I don't know if it was cutaway or actual plot in the freaking episode. The whole point is that Peter Griffin, his whole family are like almost about to drown, Right. They're like in water and they're all about to drown. They're all like confessing and like saying that they love each other. And Oh my God, I know what you're going to say now. Yes. And Peter's like, I have a confession. I did not care for the Godfather. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's a classic Peter. And he's like, why? They're like, it's it's perfect. What are you saying? And and, he's like, did not care for it. And I was laughing so hard, even though I really like the Godfather. I just thought yeah. it was so funny because it is like revered as a, one of like the best movies of all times. And again, I I really enjoyed The Godfather. I just thought that was so fucking funny. There are yeah, that's so, so fun. as an Italian American, there are so many like memorable scenes in that freaking thing. Like again, leave the body, take the cannolis, and I was like, Ew. you know, we always got to have our cannolis. <laughs> I'll never forget. You're going to laugh. It's such a small thing. I cannot do impressions, right? I cannot do impressions. And I always do like a stupid Southern accent. I remember one time, one time I had a friend that never gave out compliments, but I quoted, I could never do it again. I quoted the cannoli part right when the part (laughs) happened. And she looked at me and she goes, 
That was really fucking good. I have <laughs> held on to that little memory all these years of how good it made me feel. Oh, that's adorable. I know I'm dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I okay. One last thing about Family Guy. This is so random, but it's like okay. I really don't know other languages. If that makes sense. Like I know. Yeah. I know word. I feel like we all know words in other languages but i did take italian class for years and i did go to italy where i had to speak conversational italian i've really since lost that since coming back because no one speaks italian at least here but it's like i could still read it to some degree but my whole point is that you know there's that very famous family guy scene where peter's like I know how to speak Italian. I'm going to go into an Italian deli. And he's like, beep it a boop it a bop it a boop it a bop it a boop Oh, shit. You know, and like the, yeah. and the Italian guy is like kind of going back and you're like, oh my God, Peter's really speaking Italian. Ha ha, that's the joke. They just say beep it a boop it a bop. But if you go back and watch that scene, the literal, the Italian guy is literally like, che cosa, che cosa. He's literally going, what? Because he's like, what are you saying? Like, it's and like, he's just getting angrier as it goes. <laughs> I just always thought that was funny because watching it, like, you know, when I was younger and going, oh, the joke is because that's what Italian language sounds to people. And it's like, no, no, Peter's just being an ass. And the guy has no idea what the fuck he's saying at all. He's not understanding him. <laughs> that poor guy. I know. It's like, what is this idiot doing? Uh, anyway, that was random. Sorry, listeners. Uh, but... <laughs> Jensen Ackles, 100%, number two. Um, We are down to the last one on our top 10 actors who deserve more roles. Let's go through it. Uh, We got Brendan Fraser, Bruce Langley, Adrian Brody, Gustav Skarsgård, Corey Stoll, Stephen Ogg, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Harry Lloyd, Jensen Ackles. And I have the number one. Can I tell you, Brittany, I struggle so hard with this one. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I could put John Bernthal. Even though he has a lot of roles, I want him more. I could say Boyd Holbrook because I'd like for him to have more. And this actor has been in really great projects in right now, currently, one of my favorite movies that's playing at the current moment. But besides that, it's like, I I think he deserves more roles. I'm just going to say it. David Harbour. I believe. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I believe David Harbour deserves more roles, even though he may be super popular right now because of Stranger Things and he played the Red Guardian in Black Widow. I think that David Harbour deserves all the freaking roles. He is such a talented actor. He's a joy to watch on screen. And besides Stranger Things and Black Widow, his roles have been pretty small in other projects and roles that really aren't anything of substance. And it's like when you allow David Harbour to be David Harbour, magic happens. Oh. Oh. Tia. Brittany did just see uh, Black Widow. Uh, it was we... so good. He did so good. Didn't he? I really enjoyed him as the Red Guardian. I really did. I My thing was I was like, 
you know, he does play a good range because we do have like where he is in like uh, Stranger Things where he is a hard ass, but it's kind of nice seeing him in the goofier, but more students because I, I wanted to punch the Red Guardian so many times. I finally knew what you meant by saying you wanted to slap him. I wanted to slap the Red Guardian because it's like, oh, yeah, he's goofy. But, you know, for most of the movie, he's completely undermining the trauma that Natasha and Yelena have gone through and kind of not understanding. But then, you know, he gets I think it's one of those things where his character, I think his character full on well knew. Right. Like that his girls, you know, quote unquote, would be, say, traumatized but he was so self-absorbed that he kind of was just thinking about himself and I think that it took Yelena kind of breaking down for him to like kind of realize like that he you know he loved them yeah I think it's like I think he always loved them and he was like he just was chasing glory so much well I love he was obsessed with it I love that, and again, spoilers for those who haven't seen Black Widow, but I love that scene where he's in the prison and he's talking about how he and Captain America fought and that one Oh my god. And that one guy's like, when was this? And he's like, I don't know, like 83 or something. And the guy says, well, he was still on ice at that point. And you're like, oh my god, that's right, because they didn't defrost Captain America till what, like 2010 or something like that? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Alexi, you're lying. You know, and another thing, uh, you know, the guy, you know, spoiler, it's, you know, that he breaks his arm and stuff. Did, did you see that thing where he's supposed to, that guy was supposed to be Ursa Major, who's like the first mutant that like, showed up like that's the first mutant that's been in a marvel movie now that they're joined together see i I think the guy like turns into that guy's like a he turns into a bear i think see i don't know how to feel about that because a that was never explained it was never shown and it was never officially come out it's like you know, well, uh, they call the guy's name was Ursa. He calls him Ursa in it, mm. and that's and that's what it was. It was just supposed to be like an Easter egg. Yeah, to me, I'm like your first mutant should be someone kind of big, but maybe not right away. Like not have it where it's like the main entire thing, like a post credit scene. You know, all of a sudden Magneto steps up or Wolverine or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it should be one of the main ones. Someone who's like instantly recognizable, not to, <coughs> not in this sense where you have to like read an article about it. It's kind of like, um, to me, it just feels like a cheap shot. It's kind of like how remember the Russo brothers, uh, you know, went on and on and on like, oh, Endgame has the first you know gay character in a Marvel you know, cinematic universe movie. And it was literally a character in the beginning for two seconds saying that, you know, he went on a date with, you know, someone and it was like, okay, that that's your little like crumb there. That's your representation, you know? <laughs> so it's like, to me, that's right. just what it felt like. Um, but you know, Hey, whatever. I mean, if that that's supposed to be the first mutant, you know, cool. Give us more mutants. We're ready us marvel fans have been waiting for years you know it's been like 12 years 13 years since the mcu started disney has owned fox now for what two years at this point 
like give us now <laughs> yeah it's like um did you see that thing where uh what's his name um where Deadpool and uh and Borg. Borg. <laughs> I did see Yes. And that's like the first like the official like Deadpool interacting with a Marvel character. <laughs> Can I tell you, honestly, at first the like impact of it didn't register. At first I was just like, Oh, this is so funny. It's so Deadpool. Ha ha ha. And then I was like, wait, that's Korg. Wait, that's MCU. Wait, that's De- Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like, there's, so, there's so much packaged up to advertise a different movie. Right? I was just like, wait, why are we talking about Free Guy? I want to be talking about Deadpool entering the MCU. <laughs> right? Right? I remember that. It was like the wheels suddenly started turning. You're like, Deadpool entered the MCU. Deadpool entered the MCU. Deadpool entered the MCU. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I just, I'm so ready for it to all come together. I'm ready for the world to get back together, and I'm ready for the, the Marvel movies to come back together. Absolutely. And I'm also ready for more David Harbour. I really want to see David Harbour uh, return as the Red Guardian in you know, more MCU. There's a recent interview with Kevin Feige where Kevin said that um, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that we may see, uh, you know, David Harbour or Rachel Weisz return to the MCU. So that will be fun. Um, And I'm super excited for Stranger Things season four, if we can ever freaking get it. But anyway, uh, (laughs) Brittany, uh, that is the number one on our top 10 actors who deserve more roles before i let you go for this evening do you have any honorable mentions that you want to throw out there i think i you know i had john bertha on my list but i was like i'm gonna back off of it because uh you got this going on um i'm trying to think of anyone else uh that i've been really like just really love because you're right though because i probably if i would have thought about it, i would have put david harbour because you know my obsession with him because uh, also i love that he's like a thicker actor because you always get like these really buff bodies and i'm like i like that he's on the thicker side no, like muscular got, thicker he's got that dad bod going on uh, yeah the dad bods are in style they are and i am not disliking it <laughs> right um yeah no so john bernthal definitely i only didn't not put him just because he is getting a lot of roles right now and just a lot upcoming that we haven't seen just yet so um but definitely john bernthal uh boyd holbrook um oh it's a good oh uh, my last one sorry it's uh tom Mm -hmm. hiddleston i want to put tom hiddleston I do want to see Tom Hiddleston in more than maybe just Loki, like, because it does seem like all we're getting him has is Loki, and don't get me wrong, as the resident Loki lover fan club over here, uh, that's no problem for me, but, you know, let's see him in more. Um, I'll also say that I want to see Henry Cavill in more. Like, I know he's Geralt of Rivia, which I love. Like, I'm loving The Witcher. Toss a coin to The Witcher over here. Like, love <laughs> Um, but I think, and this is going to be a controversial statement, but I think we all need to move on from him being Superman because it's pretty clear that WB has 
for Warner Brothers. Sorry, I don't think they're even referred to as WB anymore. Wow, that showed my age. Um, but I don't think Warner Brothers is going to bring him back to play Superman. And it, it you know, this guy's a good actor. He's personable. He's, you know, a very hard worker. So let's see him in more. Um, so I definitely want to see him in more. So that, that yeah, that, that's my list, guys. Hope you all like it. Oh, one last one. Lee Pace. I'd like to see Lee Pace. Ooh, I haven't seen him in, like, anything besides the ones that, like, you know, we've, like, what, the two? The two? All to Catch Fire and Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, The Hobbit. Yeah. He is going to be in an upcoming show on Apple TV Plus called Foundation, which I'm excited about, and I'm hoping to get screeners for it. I keep hounding the people behind him, like, screeners now? Yes. Screeners? <laughs> give, give, give now, please. Give now. now. <laughs> <laughs> which, actually, after this, I'm going to go bother them again. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Um, so everyone who's listening, please let us know, um, you know, what is one actor that you wish you'd see them play more roles um, and all that good stuff. Brittany, please let everyone know where they can find you, what you got going on next and all that good stuff. I'm going to say you can always find me on Twitch at Itty Bitty Brit. Uh, I will be streaming. Oh, I'm trying to think when this will come out. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart. I saw last night that you were playing Mario Kart. Looks fun. Girl, I will kick your ass in some Mario Kart. I will bring my Switch. I will bring the dock. I'll bring an extra controller. We will play Mario Kart. I will beat your ass. Um, the thing with Mario Kart is um, if I have people friend requested, they can actually join in on my game. So it's a really good time because they've taught me a lot because um, I got to a point where I was finally winning and then people that are 10 million times better than me and have hundreds of hours in the game joined in and I was coming almost last every single time and now I was starting to beat them a couple of times so I'm, I'm slowly getting better I'm slowly getting better but I am back into the swing of streaming being very consistent again uh, just had to change an hour here or there just if I was running a little bit late but we're going to say you can find me there. Um, me and Tia will be going to New York Comic Con this year. Uh, so you can check us out there. We'll be cosplaying. It'll be a good time then. But uh, we're excited for our press badges. And also Arkansas Comic Con is coming up. So if there's any Arkansans out there, you can see me there. Yes, absolutely. Please make sure that you check out Brittany. She is a very dedicated streamer who spends a lot of her time entertaining you all. Um, and I will say, I will beat you in Mario Kart. It's not. It's not even a question. Like it'll happen. I am a Mario Kart champion. It, it's going to happen. But girl, after this podcast, I'm going to tell you the story of how I made a girl cry over Mario Kart. Oh my God. Okay. Um, anyway, yes, as Brittany said, we are going to be going to New York Comic Con. You can get that exclusive coverage by following us, geekvibesnation.com. It has links to all of our social media sites, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Geek Vibes Nation, YouTube, Geek Vibes Podcast. Um, please make sure that you're checking us out. We are super excited for New York Comic Con, especially since we weren't able to get it last year. So this is going to be just so exciting. 
please make sure that you're following that. Um, if you look to follow my personal accounts, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, TC underscore Stark. And yeah, I love doing the top tens every week. Um, and I hope that those who are listening enjoy them as well. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye. Bye, guys.